Well, you guys, uh, good morning. We're so thankful, excited to be a part of this, um, to be able to just have some good conversation with you guys today. Caleb, uh, if you want to kind of just tell them a little bit about what we do, why we do it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my name is Caleb. You obviously know Ricky. We are uh, we host a weekly, bi-weekly now, uh, podcast called the Deeper Conversations Podcast. We each have four kids, so it's, yeah. it's kind of... It's kind of one of those things where we're like, hey, yeah, let's do this every week. And then I had my fourth baby. I was like, yeah, yeah, I can't do this, dude. There's no way. Be realistic with your goals. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so the, the Deeper Conversations podcast, our thing is uh, to connect, to exchange, and to grow. Uh, and we have episodes that come out Monday mornings at 6 a.m. There's a QR code there that'll be up kind of while we're talking. If, if, uh, if you're interested in checking out the show, that just brings you to our Spotify. Uh, we're on Spotify. Um, also, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Anchor. We also have a Facebook page that uh, we, we put out new episodes on, so you can kind of follow along with things that way. Um, but really, one of the reasons why we wanted to start this podcast um, I was recognizing in my life that I wanted deeper connection with other people. Um, we're here today at a men's breakfast, but how many of you know that we're not just called to connect with other men, but we're, con- we're called to connect with people, simply because we're, we're a people, you're a people, everyone's a people. And so um, I wanted to do this podcast, and I... I bought all the gear and, and figured out, you know, name and what we're kind of going to be going after. And, and Ricky was kind of personally doing some really deeper connecting with, with strangers at the time, really, yeah. going out and just, just meeting people. And so I, I saw him and was like, yeah, I, we're already best friends. Let's I, do this together. I, I had this, uh, this desire, you know, at the beginning of the year. It was kind of one of those, like, all right, I'm going to do this all year, right? And the intention was actually to go out every day and meet someone new and actually engage in conversation with them, kind of just to see where they're at. And, and, and you know, you're walking up to someone random, you know, and, and, and that in itself is kind of like uh, what we're call, kind of called to do, you know, and, and minister to people and whatnot. But um, that, that can look different in, in certain places and whatnot. But for me, I made the decision to go out, you know, and, and, and kind of just whenever I had time to do that. Um, it, was just, it wasn't sustainable the way that I was doing it. I was trying to go out every day. And as a man at that time who had three kids, that wasn't a, a realistic Ambitious. thing. Right? And I was, it was exciting. I did, I did it for almost, like, I mean, I was like two days of a month, okay? And, uh, but I was just like, dude, there's no way that I can keep doing this. You know, I'm like, hey, babe, I'm going to go minister to people. And she's like, one, one arm with a baby and two kids around. Yeah, yeah, you go do that. You go, yeah, you go minister to people while I'm at home ministering to the kids, right? Like, this is me holding the, the imaginative baby. Anyways, um, but that was just a desire. And, and, and really, uh, actually coming away from when we were all supposed to be locked, you know, locked down and, and not to connect with people, I realized that, man, people just want to have an engaging conversation connection right we're, we're, we were created to be social beings and here we are told to go and and, and hide away and, and and you know get away as much as we can but it's like that's just we can't do that I mean you might you might be an extrovert which that might be you know something you thrive in or you might be an introvert where it's just like dude I don't like to do it that way but there are certain ways that I like to do it you know real quick before we get into that I had this thought the whole extrovert introvert thing I I consider myself to, to lean towards extrovertedness, 
Um, but, okay. It's true. Greg, I didn't need that from you, okay? <laughs> I didn't need that from you. Um, and uh, I, I was talking to Daniel Vanderklok one day, and, you know, I was talking about it, and it might have came across that way where I was like, extroverted people are better than introverted people. That didn't come out. I didn't say that, nor did I ever have that intent in my heart, but that might have what escaped my mouth, you know? And he said, and he humbled me. Um, he was like, Rick, you know, just because uh, you're more extroverted or just because you are more out there doesn't mean it, it makes you better. What introverted people love to do is actually fewer people but deeper connection. Whereas extroverted people is like, yeah, I'm just here to party. I don't care if it's surface level, you know? That, that was a difference, and it actually opened my mind to, you know, I don't have to have 10, 20 best friends. I can have three or two or one that I can go and deep, deeply connect with. And it struck something in me because the reality is, is that, man, so often we want to engage in conversation and connect with people, but there's not enough time in a day to do that, right, to be able to connect with everybody. But to have these, sore, uh, these, these, these core solid people, as I was going to say, to be able to connect with on a weekly or daily basis is huge. And it doesn't have to be the 30, the 10, or the 5, but it could be the 2, the 1. Yeah, and I think when we talk about something like depth, a lot of times we can, we can think of like, oh, I, I don't know extensively any one topic to be able to relate to another man uh, in this way, or they got these interests, and I don't know anything about that. When we're talking about depth, we're not talking about like extent. We're, we're talking about like, you can almost replace deeper with richer, richer conversations. You know, talking about the things that, that do matter, the things that are on your heart, the things that are on their heart. You know, a lot of times it's like, Ricky and I, we share some things in common, but there's, there's plenty of stuff that we're different in. It, you know, there's, there's people that you come across in, in your life and in relationship that you, frankly, might not have a lot of hobbies or, or interests the same, but the Lord, when he created us, he, he obviously created us with, with us in mind, but he also created us with others in mind too. And so we have a unique ability to, to fill a hole in someone else's life. And so we can do that primarily through conversation. One of the things we like to say uh, in, the, in the show is that um, conversation is relationship. And to the level of depth in conversation, the level of richness in conversation you're willing to have with another person or here, another man, is really the level that your relationship exists at. Um, if, if we stay solely, you know, about sports and the weather and shooting the breeze, like how rich is that relationship? And there's nothing dog in that. It's good to talk about hobbies and interests and, and things like that. But, you know, are, are we... Are we dedicating some time to really pour into another man, pour into another friend, pour into our wives, pour into our, our children? That's one thing, you know, in, in both of our lives that we've talked about a lot on the show and, and just feel in our heart is like that bur we're burdened for our families. Yeah. We're burdened for our children. I want, I want my ceiling to be their floor. And so how can I do that? I need to spend the time investing in them. And that's not like me forcing them to be a particular way because I think it's the best way. 
It's me making sure that they know that I'm here and I'm available and I care and I want to be in, in their life and I want to be excited about the things that excite them so that they would come to me when they have a question or they, they would come to me when they're excited about something and we can be excited together. You know, and, and that's the same when it comes to a relationship with another guy. It's like we get excited about some of the same things because we can share those things together and we know what's going on in each other's lives, you know. And uh, one of the things that, that we really try to, to drive home in, in uh, really most of, I feel like most of the episodes is just taking some of the things that, that we've talked about and bringing that into a conversation with someone else. Because a lot of times we don't know maybe where to start and, well, how do I have, how do I just find the people that also want to have a deeper conversation, that also want to have a rich conversation and want to get a little bit more vulnerable, really. Um, I look around this room and I see lots of guys that want to do that. Uh, coming, Coming here is a great way to to start doing something like that. But what about, you know, what about the people that aren't here? Yeah. You know, I, I think that's that's one of the things that drew me to men's ministry is the the opportunity that we get to have conversations at the table, right? Getting a phone call. Anyways, um, the conversations that we get to have at the table and how important it is, right? There are times where table threes, probably some of the last people to go, we're battling and we're duking out with table 12 over there, but, um, you know, it, we, we try to stake a, a claim and saying we're going to be one of the last tables here. And it's not because we're being intentional about being the last table here, but it's because of the conversations that we engage in, right, and the level and the need that there is as well. Because throughout the week, there's not a lot of times where I can pause and sit and reflect because, I mean, like many of you guys, I got people that depend on me. I have a wife that depends on me. And so I'm, I'm busy in the sense of I got to pour into them and, and really invest time, like Caleb was talking about, into them. But when I have opportunity to sit down and actually pause and have conversation, man, the places that we can go to, the things I'm struggling with, and the, u- the uniqueness of, of being at these tables is that you have people in all seasons of life currently who've passed the season that you might be in or who are entering into the season that you have already just left, right? And how cool it is to be able to actually connect with them in a way where you can see certain perspectives, right? Have conversations where you're like, man, okay, this dude obviously had some struggles. I get to hear the, the benefits and, and really the, the, the awesome thing is, is that I don't have to walk through what he went through because he's helping me get through that already, and so as I engage in these conversations, right, not just here at men's ministry, but all around, it actually gives us wisdom to not have to walk through these things ourselves. Yeah, I'll give you one specific example from a couple of weeks at our table. Um, I brought up a, a prayer request uh, for one of my sons, you know, and just having having some struggles, having some behavioral issues, and, and just like sharing about how much I love him and how much I, I want to see him grow and succeed and follow the Lord. And, but then there's this stuff that keeps happening, this behavioral stuff, and it's like, I know that's not him. He knows that's not him. He even says it's not him. Once we finally, you know, get out of the mud and back to, back to normal. Um, and so I'm, I'm sharing that with the, the group, and it's like, then they're each sharing each of their own experiences with something that's very similar. And each of those experiences they weren't identical to mine, but the heart of it was identical. 
And that's one of the key things about having a relationship with someone else and, and being able to share some things is like, no, you're going to have different experiences because you're a different person than them. But the, the heart of the matter is still the same. The heart of the matter is still love. The heart of the matter might still be uh, insecurity and some things that we have that are preventing us from engaging with, with someone else. My insecurity might be different than yours. Probably is. But when we recognize that we all deal with things like insecurities, shame, guilt, that, that prevent us from a couple of things, really, prevent us from connecting with each other. They prevent us from connecting with God because sometimes we run, sometimes we turn our back, sometimes we're, maybe we feel unworthy. A lot of times, too, it prevents us from really knowing ourselves. And that's a key thing, too, is because if we don't know who we are, how can we properly relate to God? How can we properly relate to the man sitting next to us or across the table or our wives or our children? And so identity is a huge thing. It's a huge thing in life. It's a huge thing in our, our podcast. You know, over we've been doing this for about almost a year and a half and um, it's taken a couple different forms. You know, we started out really interviewing people, finding out their story, finding out who they are, and talking about identity that way. And now it's kind of morphed into a little bit more of just a, a conversation between Ricky and I, really focused on things that we're, we're going through, but how do we build, how do we find and hold on to our identity through those things? Um, I laugh almost in, internally every time that we, we do an episode because it's like we don't have seven points to, to make sure we hit all the things and say all the right stuff. And um, it, it really, the episodes just kind of form like, hey, man, this is what I'm going through. This is something that I experienced. Or, hey, this is something that the Lord showed me. And then oftentimes, whichever one of us is bringing that up, the other person's like, dude, I, I so need to talk about that because here's exactly what happened and how that fits into my life. And so it's like through the sharing of your experiences, both good and bad, with someone else, you can relate and you can see some things. You can see a point of, of connection, whereas... I could care less about something like sports and, and, and hunting and NASCAR and all that stuff, but like... Or the tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cover the tomatoes. But it's like, I, I still have a heart that I can connect with. I was created by God. You were created by God. There's things that we can connect on, even if it's just how good he is. And as we're connecting, we can grow. As we connect, we can exchange, and then we can grow. So, yeah, no, it's, it's you know he's he's talking about the the order of things, right? As we engage in conversations, does it ever look like there's a schedule? And I laugh because uh, I think about our men's table here, and usually we get through like the first question, right? That's all we need, you know. And and the first question, you know, we get through it, then all of a sudden we we find ourselves like just far off the board and we never get past the two, three other questions, right? Um, and it's because what happens is that when, once the, the heart is pricked and there's a level of depth, you know, that Caleb's referring to that we want to go to, we, st we just start going, you know? And 
a big component of what he's talking about is the other person's willingness to actually get there as well or yeah, want to, to go, right? If you don't want to engage in these conversations, then what we could do is we could eat breakfast, have a quick, you know, you know, shoot, breeze, and, and then be done with it. But if you really want to grow in your walk with Christ and grow with each other, the men around you, um, ask yourself, hey, what would it look like if I was willing to actually go there, right? The truth is, is that, man, we all got our, our things we're working through and dealing with. And if we're willing to present it and bring it out there, man, like, the, there needs to be said and understood this covering of what, I mean, Pastor Tim talked about it last week or a couple weeks ago. What we talk about here at men's ministry stays here, right? The conversations that you have with other, other men or even other people that you care about, love, and you're pouring into, there has to be an element of, hey, there's a safe conversation that we can have with each other in knowing that, hey, I'm, I'm here not to just listen and call you on on things, but actually hold you accountable too. And that's what it looks like as Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another, right? We're here to build one another up and grow with each other. But again, that can't happen if there's an engagement that it's not willing to have, right? And that's why at our tables, you know, I, I dare say this is where we, we kind of exercise this and work through it. It's having the willingness to go, you know what? I got some stuff that I'm going through that I would love prayer. I would love advice. I would love tips on what you guys, there's stuff that I'm going through right now in my season that I love bringing up to these guys because I'm like, man, they have kids that are, you know, some are farther down the road than mine are, and then some are, you know, walking with them. And so it's just really cool to be able to engage in these moments and, and topics that we can actually have better understanding and perspective. In. And the huge thing is, is that Ricky's only going to see what Ricky sees. And when someone else calls it out of me and goes, hey, well, have you actually thought about this and said, man, it's huge. For me right now, I'm actually seeing a, a Christian counselor, and there are things that I'm engaging in conversation with him, and he's equipping me to actually tackle. But I'm like, man, I, I had no idea I was even working through this. I think I told you guys a couple weeks ago or when I had spoken last or whatnot, I walk into this session, and I'm like, hey, everything's going good. I should, honestly, I should be good to go. And he's like, yeah, okay, sweet. Let's talk about it. Five minutes later, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? What is going on? Dude, I thought it was good. I thought we were squared, you know. But it's 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 what it is. Is it's this willingness to go to these places that allow God to actually carve these things out of us, right? And have those conversations, those needed things that that we can go and, and grow from. Yeah, you said something key there that I want to kind of hit on a little bit. That that we only see what we see, and the importance of having other people around. Um, I, I think about our, our walk, um, our, our journey and, and knowing God and just through life in general. And, and sometimes, like, I guess if you can picture yourself walking this country road and there's a beautiful backdrop of forests on this side and, and mountains on this side and maybe it's, it's getting a little bit dark and you can see some of the stars coming out or whatever, just beauty surrounding you and you're walking on this road and, and you see in the middle of the road, uh, a, a dead animal, you come across some roadkill, and it's like you stop and you pick up a stick and you just poke at it, or you think, you know, it's like a guy thing to do. Why do we have this fascination with dead animals and dead things? Maybe from when we're younger, I don't know. <laughs> but it's like we just, we get stuck and we're just poking Child at it. Childhood drama. This, this, this dead thing that like has no life in it, has no ability to produce life. And, and we stop that walk, we stop that adventure, and we stop that journey. And how often we need other, other people, other men to come alongside and say, hey, what are you, what are you stopped here for? 
that thing's dead. Like, do you see all the beauty around you? Let's keep walking. And so it's like, what, what is that roadkill? That roadkill can be a lot of different things. It can be insecurity that stops us in our, in our tracks from going further in our relationships. Um, it can be shame. How many of us feel shame and feel these, these feelings of like unworthiness? Not like, oh, I don't know enough, but like shame and unworthiness is like, I'll never be good enough. I'll never know enough. It's, it's this lie, this falsehood that we believe that, that builds up this wall or that puts shackles on us that keeps us exactly where we are. And then we'll never take another step further. But when we realize that we all deal with that, we've all had experiences with that, that's even again something that we can relate to each other in and help each other out and then continue that walk and leave those, you know, those, those roadkill scenarios behind where you know, eventually in the future like we're not stopping for those things because we know there's no life in them. How interesting of a thing, really, if you think about it, is a dead thing. It's dead. It's not moving. There's no life in it. But when we keep walking with the, the, the relationships that we have with each other and with the Lord, it's like, then we can get to places. We, God will bring us exactly where we need to be. He's got that power. He can do that. And he wants to do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And just the, the, I mean, the importance in recognizing that that thing is dead, right? Um, just, I, I just want to kind of talk about that real quick here. You know, what are some things that in my life that I'm engaging in that in my mind, this thing appears to be alive when, in, when all reality it is death, right? Oftentimes, I mean, like I think of, um, Dan Seaborn Sunday night, he, he quoted, I think it was in Proverbs 14, 12. It talks about there's a way that seems right to a man right? But it's end leads to death, right? There are things that we're pursuing. There are things, relationships, um, people that we're connecting with that are sucking the life out of it and we don't even realize it, right? There, there, are, there are things, hobbies, tasks that we're doing that are sucking the life out of us and we're not even realizing it. And, and it's having these people, these guys who can hold us accountable or these, these, it doesn't have to be a guy, whether it's your spouse or whoever it is, having these people that can draw that out of you, that can go, hey, you're engaging something that's just not a path that you need to, be, you should be taking right now, and and I also want to say something. If you see that in a brother, call it out. They need to know if it's a relationship that they're pursuing, if it's a a thing that they're doing that isn't bringing life to them, and you know that, you see that. Stop them. There's a there's there's a skit real quick here. I, I've seen it from John Bevere. His son, uh, his son and his friend or whatever it is, they're walking towards a cliff, right? And his there's three guys there, one who's blind, one who's encouraging, like, dude, it's okay, come on, you keep going. And there's like the other guy who's like, dude, you're walking him towards this cliff. Ah, no, he'll be fine. Like, we just gotta be there to support him. He's like, dude, he's gonna die. No, Dave's got it, he can do it, right? And this guy's like, Yeah, keep going, you're good, you're good. And all of a sudden, no, he'll know when to stop. And all of a sudden, he's off the cliff. He's like, and he just runs away, right? Like, like we have to be able to, to step up and say something before our friend or our loved one is in the trenches, dead or stuck, you know, and, and, and that's, that's well, yeah. and I, when I think about what you're saying and thinking accountability, but how often times do we do we view something like accountability as this like make sure your friend is maybe walking along the cliff but not jumping over, not just crossing that line, 
And it's like trying to keep someone from something as opposed to holding them accountable to who they are and walking in the direction that God has for them. It's got nothing to do with the cliff. It really doesn't. Holding someone accountable is holding them accountable to who God made them to be. And whoever God made them to be, as they're that person, they'll be doing all of the right things. They'll, they'll be going exactly in the right direction that they need to be because they're following who they're following. Yeah. They're not just not jumping off a cliff. That's good. But how many of you would like to not jump off a cliff and get to where the Lord has you to be? That's accountability. And so I think there's no real way to achieve these things, this accountability and this, this vulnerability and openness with other people without just starting to ask some questions. You know, you can, you can keep that, like, surface-level conversation and discussion with people, or you can just feel it out a little bit. You know, ask the person where they're at with some things in life. Find a point of, of connection and a point to relate to them so that you can go a little bit further. And, and we can't make anybody go deeper into conversation with us, but we can always present the opportunity that we're open to it. And that's, I think, where it starts is really presenting that opportunity, saying, hey, I'm available. If you're looking for someone to have a deeper conversation with or a a deeper relationship with, I'm here. And making that known with the people that, you know, surround us every day. Not that we have to be this huge open book to, to strangers and everybody that we meet, but we should at least be genuinely and authentically ourselves and present that so that people know who they're getting into relationship with so that we can go deeper um and one of the ways that we wanted to kind of approach doing that here is we have some questions and we just wanted to leave some time at the end for discussion here at tables uh, for you guys to be able to to pick up and if you want to discuss it here at the table that'd be awesome but there are also questions that you can bring into life after this, tomorrow. Conversation with your kids, your other friends, people at work, your spouse. You know, it's what are some of these roadkill scenarios, these dead things that distractingly stop us in our tracks that you've experienced in connecting with other men on that deeper level. You know, so that's, that's the first one to jump off into, and I, I guess... If, if you yeah, want to no, just... I'd love to just pray over the conversations real quick here and just allow us time to, to have that. All right, God, we thank you, Lord, for today. We thank you for what you're doing, Lord. This is just a, a call to uh, us being able to grow into depth, Lord, with other people, Lord, to be able to have these conversations, to have these relationships, Lord, where it's not just surface level, but we can go deeper with the people before us, to build one, one another up, to engage in conversations of life, not death. And we thank you, God, for opportunities that you're doing, not just here at Men's Reload, but you're doing that within the people in our community. We thank you for these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. Amen.